Hello, and welcome to the Third Act Saviors, a podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, talk about it, and try and rewrite the end to make it better. Er, you know, air quotes better. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Third Act Saviors. Ba, 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 ba. I'm Michael Fromm. I'm Daniel Kinnaman. I'm Jacob Geigendahl. And we watched a bad movie. Jacob, what did we watch? So we watched my movie choice, which was actually my Aunt Maggie's movie choice. Thank you, Aunt Maggie. You, you asked. We delivered. At Mags and Pearl, this one's for you. We watched The Secret in Their Eyes. Cash I'm- on delivery, please, Aunt Maggie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, we watched Secret in Their Eyes, the English adaptation of the 2000, from 2015 of the 2005 Academy Award winner Best Foreign Movie, The Secret in Their Eyes. La but, Secret dos Ojos. <laughs> yes, the Secret dos Ojos. ojos. Yeah. I only know, I only know, I only know Ojos. Uh, Argentinian, supposed to be amazing thriller. This is a bad remake of that for yeah. American audiences. It is very not thrilling. Yeah. Oh, I was hardly thrilled at all. It's true. <laughs> it's very sad. We had a sleepy time watching this as a group. All right, recrap it for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Movie opens, uh, dark and stormy night in 2015-ish, New York City, New York State, 10108. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a place so nice, they named it twice. Chutelage of Four plays... Um, Ray. 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 Easton? Caston? Canston? Ray. I, I don't know. <laughs> the last name does not come into play, but they do do talk about it. His name's Ray, but we'll just call him Judah Lajayafer from now on. Yeah. His name's Ray, and he's easier. here to say... <laughs> Uh, that murdering girls is not the way. <laughs> he is looking... Oh, man, this is really hard because it's it's a thriller, so some of this information comes up later. He is looking at photos. He's trying to solve an old murder from back when he was in the FBI. Yeah, he's looking through the FBI's uh, version of the game Guess Who. Yeah, he's like, does the murderer wear glasses? <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> click, 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 click. Uh, he, so this movie jumps back and forth between two time, well, two time periods, but also sometimes a third time period. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, true. 2015, where everybody's sad. And 2005, where where, everyone's newly sad. (laughs) Everyone is somewhere between less sad to more sad. And also they all work together in 2005 in the FBI investigating terrorism. Yeah. Yeah, oh, was it 2005? Well, it was right after 2002, and then time moves forward a little bit, and it's 2005. So I think the murder takes place in 2002. It also okay. takes place in L.A. At I said New York at the beginning, and part of this takes no, place in New York. He's in New York in 2015 when he's still researching this case from 2000. He, he lives in New York, and everyone keeps telling him, just go back to New York. Just stay there. Everything else is in L.A. This really is a tale of two cities. Ah! Oh, yes. no. nice. like that book. They signify the two different timelines by everyone <laughs> having different haircuts. Yes. Is there a is there an actor you know who's well known for being bald? Well, 
They'll be bald in the current timeline, but in the past, they'll have a shitty haircut. <laughs> That's right. They'll have a bad wig. You know that TV actor from that one show that you like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a shitty wig in the past. <laughs> Dude from House of Cards. Dude from Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of jumping back and forth in time, which will make it hard for me to recap. But uh, Choodle goes back to L.A., he has found a face in the... Sorry. No, no, go. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to wait to see how long it went. That's all I got. Oh. Are there any other songs about LA we can sing about? So oh, yeah. Uh, nope, too late. I'm moving on. I uh, wish uh, they all could be Los Angeles. Los Angelian girls. Any Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Live in LA, live in LA, live in LA now. Snow Heyo does not fall in LAO. <laughs> So, Choodle goes back to L.A. It's 2015. <laughs> he sees Nicole Kidman, who is now the district attorney, uh, and they have some history. And they also see uh, Nicole Kidman character, I don't even remember, Claire. Claire, uh, yeah. They also run into Julia Roberts playing Jess, who's very sad. She's the most sad. She looks like a shell of a woman. And they're so sad. Basically, she looks like an actress not wearing makeup. Nicole Kidman looks like an actress wearing a lot of makeup. Ghastly. On b- both of them. <laughs> oh, horrible. Whereas uh, Shooter Little Driver just has some salt and pepper. Yeah. And that that yeah. handsome hairdo. They hit him with the uh, silver rattle can out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little fake snow in his hair. Yeah, <laughs> a little All bit good. in his beard, some flocking. Flashback. It's 2002-ish or maybe 2005, depending on when it jumps around like crazy here. They all work in L.A. together in the Joint Terrorism Task Force... They are surveilling a mosque. Yes. The- oh. Also, it does have the title card saying 15 years earlier and a clip of George Bush talking over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to now let now watch me hit some humdingers. It's that speech. Check <laughs> my job, sure. Brownie. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so uh, this is where I'm going to jump in and say this is a remake of an Argentinian thriller that is set in the 70s when there is a fascist and totalitarian regime in charge in the original movie, which I have not seen in the original movie, all the like, there's a lot of like political corruption because there's a corrupt government that is preventing their murder investigation. Whereas in this movie, which takes place in modern day and in America, they just, they've added a whole domestic terrorism plot and they use that to cover the same grounds of like, well, you can't investigate him He's a covert informant for terrorism and the Patriot Act. Yeah, Yeah, he might be a murderer, but he's also informing on a sleeper cell. Because it's of the time period where we were all still concerned about sleeper cells. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched the show Sleeper Cell, so I'm concerned. Do you think those cells are still out there sleeping? Well, I mean, if they took enough NyQuil. They're very sleepy cells. Get that code word. Wake up out of their NyQuil haze. Yeah, they'll be on Andromeda. Huh? Because they sleep for 600 years in the game, in the video game Mass Effect Andromeda, which is in theaters now. And by that, I mean in my PlayStation. In his home theater. (laughs) Uh, He's, there's some flashbacks. We find out that they are investigating a mosque in L.A. They go to the mosque to, they find a dead body in a trash can. The police find a dead body in the dumpster 
capitalized in the subtitles, dumpster, yeah. uh, beside the mosque. They go there to investigate. Unidentified c- corpse. Yes, an unidentified woman has been dumped in a dumpster dead style. And all the cops are being real hot shot, hot heads about it. Like, oh, we got a body in the dumpster. Ooh, Ooh no big deal. Get those guys hey. out of my jurisdiction and whatnot. Toodles, you're going to put the gloves on and do it because you're a hot shot from New York. And they're like, hey, hey. Uh, he looks in the dumpster and gives a ghastly gasp. It is, it does. It's a long scene of him going, ah, ah, ah. like showcase. Yeah, but like better than that. Yeah. Because of Chudel the Driver. Yeah, he does does a great job in this Like legit, these are good fucking actors. Yeah. Yeah. He goes and tells Julia Roberts, it's your daughter in that dumpster over there. Come take a look. Uh, she goes and goes, oh my god, my daughter's been grouched, um, and jumps in the dumpster with her. Wait, 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 can we, can we, can we pause for a second here? Uh I'm into the word, but I'd like to be, I'd like to be defined. What is grouched? That's when you're in a dumpster. Murdered by Oscar, presumably. (laughs) Or any of the grouch clan. He, he has that little worm buddy. Do you think he was part of the, uh, slimy? Do you think he was part of that, that murder? He bought the bleach. (laughs) Yeah, just to clarify, she's been bleached inside and out. And they yeah. re- they repeat this repeat like over and over throughout the movie to clarify how they have no physical evidence. They have no physical evidence, and part of this I think is that this movie is a like a meant to be a extremely dark and dreary thrill murder thriller uh set during the backdrop of the war on terror, but it's also PG-13. So they don't say that the woman has been raped, but they use a lot of context clues to imply she's No, they do. They do. Well, later they say... At the very end, yeah. Yeah, later they say that the accused guy is a rapist, but when they find the body, Mm -hmm. they're not like, oh, it's an unidentified woman who's been raped, and, like, we're investigating. They just say, well, she's been covered in bleach inside and out, and then later are like, oh, yeah, she was raped. Julie Roberts is obviously horrified. Tudor Legifor is horrified we flash back to the forward a bunch of times where <laughs> nothing happens <laughs> happens toodle has found a photo in the database he's been looking at photos every night for the last 13 years if you look at 1098 people a night you can cover it in one year yeah you've been doing this for a year no. for 13 years <gasps> for good 13 dramatic reading years. we haven't done one of those in a while yeah that's oh, good toodle. there it is yeah uh he finds a photo of somebody he thinks might be the murderer from 2002. Yeah, because they knew who it was back then, but somehow he got, got away. away, he disappeared. Yeah. He's just skated on by. Can you imagine caring about something that you cared about 13 years ago? Uh, I do mm. that right now. It's called the television show Farscape. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still good as fuck. <laughs> like, so if I'm 31 now. That means I was... 18. 18. Ooh. I still sort my magic deck. <laughs> That's right. I still have that black and blue deck just waiting to pwn noobs. I have 679,000 magic cards. If I sort 1,500 of them a night, I can get through them all in 13 years. Lincoln Park's still great, guys. <laughs> um, he. So we're flashing back and forth, which makes it impossible for me to do a recap that makes any sense. Uh, but in the in the present day, they are trying to find this guy they think is the murderer who got by, who got out. And in the past, they are trying to hunt down this murderer 
who they are pretty sure did the crime. Yeah, uh, they he, he did a hit. <laughs> yeah, did a hit. He, he said the rhyme. <laughs> they find a. God, what do they first see a photo, a picture of this guy? He goes to Julia Roberts' garage in the, what, Chudel, how do you say his last Chudel name? Chudel Jaffer. I thought it was Edge of Four, but I have no idea, actually. I've never actually heard it said out loud. Ray. I, yeah, Ray. <laughs> the character Ray. It is Chudel. Uh, yeah. The bad guy from Serenity. Mm-hmm. Goes to Jess's house, and they go to look at photos of her daughter who just got murdered and they see one of a creepy guy at a company gathering looking at her daughter. There's a lot of police work in this that is just like luck and happenstance. Yeah. yeah. Like almost all of it. Yeah. Like there's none of it is very good. Like good, good, good detective work. Well, specifically like, ba- uh, like this is like Batman level detective work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of it is like, I'm going to go and look and I'll see him. Yeah. Like they do that. Several times. Yeah. Uh, he's looking through the database and that's his plan. That's their plan at the baseball mm-hmm. game. Julia Roberts has that same plan. It kind of seems like being a detective, this movie buzz, like being a detective is kind of like equivalent to a customer service job where you need like a hundred people. You don't need to be well trained, like straight out of high school is fine because it's mostly like, well, we think he might be here. So let's all just hang out and look every day. Yeah. And yeah. then it always works in this movie. Uh, so he go, he gets a, finds a photo of... Jess's daughter at not just the company, but at the LAPD's. No, the FBI, the LA FBI office. Uh, Picnic with the daughter. They he takes the photo to work and shows it to his coworker, who's like, "Oh yeah, that guy's my CI." Yeah. Um, Oh well. After he gets punched in the face a bunch. She says, like, I don't want to tell you who this is. So this is going to be a kind of a... So this movie, nothing really happens. It's a very, like, sum up in 25... It's it's a Law & Order episode that takes place over two hours. Yeah. Uh, And so, like, there's a lot of things that it's... The dude from 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 House of Cards is like, I don't know who that is. I don't even know. And then forty five minutes yeah, later, pow pow pow, you know who this is. Tell me, punch punch punch. Oh, that's my informant who's leaking on a sleeper cell. Let me let me. I brought that. him to the picnic and ordered so he could eat some potato salad and hang out because that's what you do with your informants. You bring them to the cop picnics <laughs> because this movie is so boring and so much of it is nonsense that doesn't actually play into the plot. I think I should speed through this and then we'll come back and talk about like yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so he sees a photo. He presents it to his guy, who his coworker, who's like, "That's my CI. Uh, he's giving us information about this mosque that we're all investigating. So you can arrest him or you can investigate him." So we're burying this. Burying this. He investigates him anyways with his friend Bumpy, uh, played by Breaking Bad. Hank on whoever that actor who played Hank on Breaking Bad. Uh, they go break into his house and find what is not really evidence, but they're like, aha, his comic book. A He's comic book in it. He wrote and, and drew. The comic book has nothing in the oh, way of evidence. No, it has a scene where, like, a monster is attacking a woman who's tied up. And it's like, you can tell he's a murderer because this comic book has a damsel in distress, which is not a thing that happens in comic books. <laughs> this is the proof right here. Uh, he tries to get the cur- the district attorney back in 2002. He's like, hey, if I find the evidence on this guy, will you prosecute him? And the, the district attorney, played by 
Uh, Alfred Dr. Molina. Dr. Octopus. Yeah, Dr. Octopus. Also the bad guy from Chocola. Uh He basically says, oh, we can't really prosecute him because we're focused on terrorism. And then he's like, okay, fine. If you find evidence, maybe. Well, okay, we'll prosecute him. Here's a handshake yeah, deal. But there's a war on terror happening right now, and he's helping us fight this war on terror. We gotta get that mosque. Gotta get that mosque. Uh, it's a sleeper cell on that mosque. GGM. I mean, they basically gotta get that the, mosque, mosque, mosque. Sorry. <laughs> There's like three scenes now of, uh, in the past where it's like, okay, we got the comic book, so that means uh, he loves baseball, so we'll go to the baseball bar. But yeah, there's not... a bunch of baseball references. Yeah, all the, the comic, comic book, book is named. All the characters in the comic book are named after famous Dodgers staff and management. Yeah, Duck Dodgers. Yeah, Duck Dodgers <laughs> in the thirty first in the twenty first century. Twenty first and a half century. Yeah. Uh, I wish. That'd be a much cooler ref. (laughs) Sick ref, bro. (laughs) Um, He, I mean, they go to the bar that has the Dodgers stuff in it. He's not there. They go to apparently a bunch of Dodgers games and just hang out and look, uh, just eyeball the crowd and find him because of course they do. Sporting events don't have a whole lot of people there, to be fair. Especially at sold out Dodgers games. (laughs) And where there are only two guys because it's not like an investigation they're allowed to do. So they're just a packed Dodgers stadium and they're like mm, nope found him I have been to one or two Mariners games in my day <laughs> yeah uh, and I know that that's not the Dodgers but I have never been to a baseball game in which the stadium is full <laughs> is that a thing that happens yeah I think if you went for the LA the- Do- for the LA Dodgers yeah, we, uh, I'm looking at you Daniel yes. you're a baseball man people love the Dodgers like, noted baseball head they're okay uh, if this movie took place in Seattle, I'd be like, no way. No <laughs> way. There's ten people at this game. The tickets are $5 a piece. Yeah, it's I, mini bat day. <laughs> mini bat day. Oh, I got a cat bobblehead. <laughs> Stop throwing those on the field. <laughs> Where's uh, Ichiro? <laughs> <laughs> I got two $9 beers in me. I'm mad. Uh, yeah. no. Uh, I've been to full Mariners games. Everyone get their, gets their hopes up every once in a while. Sure. And then... Nothing then what happens? happens. Then uh, they get their hopes are exceeded. Yeah, have to go smash a bottle out in the street afterwards. <laughs> well, at least the Seahawks play soon, is what the Seattleites say. Yep. Do you want to see a Sounders game? Okay. No, not really. <laughs> Do I look like a maniac? <laughs> All those people oh, are weird. Uh, they of course find him at the Dodgers game by just looking around and there he is. Well, they like, the wrong guy first. And he's like two rows down and is like, uh oh, gotta go. <laughs> Uh, Bumpy breaks his leg. Poor Bumpy. Um, oh, yeah. So Bumpy in the future walks with a limp, and I'm like, he's going to get shot. He's going to get shot. Turns out Bumpy just jumps off the side of the stadium hoping to catch this guy <laughs> and breaks his leg, like, obviously. Bumpy, you dumbass. You didn't even want to be doing this that bad. Yeah. Uh, also, his name is Bumpy. Okay, go. Oh, I love Bumpy. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they catch the guy. Um, they take him in for interrogation, but of course, every you know the upper management's like, we gotta let him go. He's helping us. He's a CI. Um, there's a bizarre scene. So earlier in the movie, we find out that Tootle Edgefor has a crush on Nicole Kidman, who is his coworker and not quite his boss, but in like kind of a superior position to him at. at in the FBI. This is in the past. She's like FBI lawyer. He's like FBI cop. Yeah. It's literally law and order. 
Uh, she's Sam Watterson, and he's Jerry Orbach. <laughs> and they're in love. <laughs> and they're in love, yeah. Oh, that's my, oh, that's my new fan fiction. My new headcanon, Law and Order. <laughs> TM, see with a circle around it. <laughs> um, so there's a bizarre scene where he is getting ready to interrogate this guy, and Nicole Kidman's like, we can't prosecute him, we have to let him go. And she starts walking away, and he grabs her arm, oh, yeah. and it pops the buttons of her blouse open and her boobs like pop out just yeah. her cleavage her cleavage pops yeah. out and she's like what have you done and he's uh, like sorry maybe I'm and it was a very weird scene which then plays into the interrogation kind in a, of kind in a weird way well her boobs are still out a little bit like you know the buttons are still broken uh, on, on her blouse yeah and young Mr. Creepo. Young Mr. Murderer, it like starts looking down her blouse. Yeah. Which triggers in her mind, obviously, this is the killer. You can tell because he's looking at my boobs. But she played that in such a way that I thought, okay. She comes in the room and says, Let him uh, go. Yeah, Ray, his lawyer's in the building. You need to let him go right away. And then the guy looks at her exposed cleavage, and then she all of a sudden starts being like, you could never be the murderer because the real murderer was a man. You're a pussy, dude. She uses psychology, I believe is what the hip kids call it around the quad. I I read this the same way as you, Daniel, just to be clear. Yeah, it seemed really premeditated. Like, that was the plan the entire time because a lawyer never showed up. Oh, no, I never read it that way. I read it as like, I, I definitely read it as a, we gotta let this guy go. You've been pushing the envelope so far on this already. And then she catches him looking at her boobs. Like, oh, and, is like, and is like, wait a minute. Now I believe that this is the killer because he looked at my boobs the way a rapist would look at boobs. Uh, she cracks this case like in Law and Order, which is she says, well, you couldn't have been the murderer because the murderer was really strong and you're weak and the murderer had a big wang and you have a tiny peanut. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Direct quote. Yes. You have We're looking peanut. for a hammer, not a peanut. Um, which, like, honestly, just get another, like, hand tool in there. We're looking for a hammer. Not an Allen wrench. Uh, yeah, little, there we go. Yeah, a uh, model miniature model maker's chisel. <laughs> We're looking for Paul Bunyan's hammer, not Bob the Builder's. Not a eyeglasses screwdriver. We want a regular screwdriver, not an eyeglasses screwdriver. <laughs> We're looking for a hammer, not the thing Andy Dufresne uses to break out of Shawshank. Uh, they, get the jeweler's loop out. And in you know true criminal mastermind fashion, this causes the guy to. Stand up, uh, whip his dick out, <laughs> and then clock her in then the face. Punch Nicole Kidman and say, "I'll kill you and rape you like I killed and raped the." I mean, he says he paraphrased, yeah, but yeah, he says, yeah. "I'm gonna kill you and rape you like I killed and raped that other lady." And yeah. then Jewel Driver beats the shit out of him. Yeah, beats the shit out of him for attacking Nicole Kidman, and it's like, oh, we, we caught him, he admitted to yeah. the crime, and also attacked me, and also exposed himself to me. Now, I'm surprised the FBI would <laughs> let such an effective tactic in the interrogation room be put into a motion picture. Oh, yeah, because now everybody's gonna know. Oh, yeah, 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 now now I know. They call my dick a penis. A peanut. <laughs> I mean, normally, <laughs> no. Sorry, guys, I didn't Freudian mean to say slip. penis. Wait, hold on. <laughs> if anyone ever calls my dick a penis, I have to show it to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> say I did whatever my small or large penis implied I did at the time. Guys, yeah. it's a peanut. We gotta stick to peanut. <laughs> Now, if they call it a Brazil nut, I'm just flattered. I'm allergic to Brazil nuts. Sure, um, but they're bigger than peanuts. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, despite all of this 
man, they have no evidence on him, but he's just admitted to the crime and also committed some more crimes. But they have to let him go. He's too useful to the investigation on the mosque. Toodle confronts Alfred Molina and is like, you actually said we could prosecute him. And he's like, pranked you. We're actually focused on terrorism now. Uh, I'm not going to prosecute him. We have to let him go. They let him go. Um, they have an awkward moment with him and uh, Julia Roberts in an elevator. Um, oh, yeah. In which, after he gets off the elevator, uh, True Little Driver pulls the stop button and is basically just like, Lawyer lady, plug your ears. You want to murder this guy? Let's, Let's just, just do it. Let's just, just do shoot it. Him. He's right there. Uh, she uh, says, no, we can't shoot him because I don't want him to get off easy by dying and me going to jail. I'd rather he rot in jail. Yeah, yeah what's death but a, a long nap that he's going to enjoy because naps are great. Yeah. He needs to be in jail every day because jail's crappy. You only get some naps in jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Nicole Kidman, you can listen again. <laughs> Hope she can't hear us. Okay, Julia Roberts on three. One, two, three. Get back, back in, in here! here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but their problems seem to be solved because apparently on the drive home from the FBI investigation, they find a van full of bleach that is obviously the van that was used for yeah. murdering it was yeah. the big evidence that the entire time they were like you find that van you got yourself a killer which doesn't make any sense but we'll get back to that because well, uh, that's where all the physical evidence is uh, theoretically theoretically but I they don't, don't set don't, any of this up i don't know how how investigations work i'm not pat man i know how law and order works i know how the tv shows do evidence and it's not even that up to that level uh, so they're like, oh boy, we got him. Let's go check out the van. But by the time they've gotten to the van, it's on fire. And they're like, well, obviously the FBI guy whose informity is got here before us and set fire to the van. Although we have no evidence to back that up. No, so there's the proof. Someone called in the van. <laughs> they said, hey, we found a van that smells like bleach. And yeah. then I guess FBI guy showed up and said, uh, leave me with this van now. And then it was found on fire next. <laughs> Yeah. Totally unattended. Yeah, it's bananas. It's a, it's a war against terror, guys. You can't let one murder stop you from stopping the next 9-11 in L.A. So that's what happens in the past. That's basically where the, the story in the past ends. He's yeah. gone away, he disappears. Now, throughout this, they've been cutting back and forth, but I, that's impossible. Chudal Jiver gets theoretically fired from his job at the FBI and goes to New York City, where he spends the next 13 years looking at uh, the police database for people and, looking for that guy. Yeah. Doing what job? We don't know. Ooh, Movie never says. <laughs> He's got a day job. I think he works at, like, a... Orange Julius at the mall. <laughs> I've, I did look up in the original story. That character is a writer who is writing about a murder he investigated 25, 25 years previous. Mm. And so he's just talking to all the people he knew back then, which maybe makes more sense than like he's just some guy with access to the database looking at photos every night. 25 years and his life is still trying to make his way up that hill of hope. For a destination. I, I am not getting this reference. And oh, I no. said, hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I said, oh, hey! <laughs> what's, what's going, going on? Uh, in the me in modern day, and during this time, um, he talks to, Toodle talks to Jess, who says, I've, you know, whatever, it's all, don't worry about it. Yeah, quit hunting this guy. I can't deal with that kind of pain again, watching this guy go free. Uh, Toodle's like, but I got this photo of a guy that I think is him. And Nicole Kidman's like, well, his nose is different and he's a different height. And he's like, ah, oh, I got plastic surgery or something. He looked pretty close. 
they recruit Bumpy. They recruit Bumpy. They talk to the parole officer of the guy they think is this uh, murder rapist from before. And he's like, he really enjoys horses. A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. The, yeah. <laughs> the only thing he loves more than horses is boosting cars, which defines all the traits we find out about this character. He's at the horse races, he's into horses, and he steals cars, and he steals cars at the horse races. <laughs> and also, everyone who works at the horse races knows he steals cars, and yet he's never been arrested for stealing cars at the horse races. Yeah. And they catch him at a chop shop. Yeah. Well, the, or I assume he lives with a horse. I, uh, that's all I can figure out. The horse track is where business meets pleasure. He should steal horses. <laughs> it's like the new chilies, right? <laughs> the horse track. You can't take a, a horse apart, <laughs> sell its parts, and put them oh, on a I different don't know. horse. There's a lot you don't know, Daniel. You can't make a Frankenhorse. I don't think Daniel's ever seen the bloopers at the end of Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make, think they make glue? Oh, maybe that's what they need glue for, putting horses back together. Oh, I think so. Make they use car parts. Ones. They use car glue to put horses back together and horse glue to put cars back together. Oh, yeah, okay. What are we doing with that? Oh, the hatchback, Dad. Oh, he's going out to the pasture. Definitely not the car glue factory. <laughs> going to a farm up north. He's going to a racetrack up north where your Aunt May can drive him around over and over He'll again. He'll be happy there. Um, so they investigate this guy. They go to the horse track. He runs away when he sees their cops and hits Toodle Edge of Four with a shovel. They investigate him some more. The guy, at the, the other guy at the horse track's like, well, he's around a lot boosting cars and creeping on the horses, and uh, I'll tell you if I see him again. And then he does. <laughs> and then he does. They go to the chop shop. Tootle Edge 4 sneaks into the chop shop, but gets bonked by the gang in charge there, including this guy he thinks is the killer. All the FBI guys run in, and the douchey FBI guy who set fire to the van earlier is shot to death. Yeah, dude from House of Cards gets shot to death. Um, I guess has come up and I mean, he just dies, and they're like, oh, we're so sad. No one seems that sad. <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, oh, man, shoot. Fuck. Um, they arrest the guy, um, but they have nothing to hold him on and no evidence that it's the right guy. And Julia Roberts is like, tootle edge for, calm the fuck down, don't investigate this, cut this shit out. Um, and now the twist. And now the twist. The, so this is spread out over two hours. Yes. But. Yeah. That 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 ten minute conversation we just had is a two hour movie. Uh, the twist. So they go. Tootle Edgevore takes Nicole Kidman for God knows what reason, but he takes her with him to go meet Jess, who wants to talk with them. Jess sits them down and says, you guys have to stop investigating this. This Be guy is not the murderer that we lost ten years or fifteen years ago. And I know because I murdered him 13 years ago. He's been dead and I buried him out in the yard and I'm sorry. Yeah, I killed him after the investigation was over and then I buried him. You see those petunias over there? That's him. He's petunias uh, now. He's petunias. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they came in really nicely this year. Mm, they bloomed. Yeah, he's great petunias. Mm -hmm. He was bad murderer. He's good petunias. He's good petunias. Uh, Nicole Kidman's like, well, now I have to prosecute you for being a murder crimeist and she's like yeah that's fine if you do that you do that but then nicole Kidman's like i guess i won't it's pass. fine <laughs> pass you're Cons my friend consequences avoided movie <laughs> consequences consequences yeah. kind of begs the question why bring nicole kidman who does not want to be involved in crimes to any of this why was she in that scene she was giving a big speech about how well, I shouldn't be here, and then doesn't do the the reason that she shouldn't be there. Just go sit in the car. Yeah. Uh, there's also this is a little weird. So they have this conversation. Everybody's sad. Tootle 
is like, okay, Nicole Kidman, uh, let's go home. He drops her off at his house, and he's like, actually, I'm going to go back and see if Jess is okay. So yeah. he just drives in a big loop. He goes, Also, it goes from nighttime, nighttime when she gives her confession, nighttime when he drops Nicole Kidman off, and then it's daytime when he shows up. Yeah, it's Well, weird. I mean, theoretically, he sat by his Shiloh Inn room and, like, took a nap, you know, <laughs> watched the end of whatever Dodgers game was on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, after all that investigation, he's now a huge fan. He's a Dodgehead. Of that, of that L.A.-based team. Uh, he goes back to Jess's house and he's going to talk to her, but he sees her going out to the barn or shed or something. Yeah. And he's like, walks, he's walks over to the shed and then we do the classic, oh, there's going to be a twist thing of him flashing back to every scene of her talking previously. Yeah, every conversation she's ever had with him this entire movie. Let's get one line from it. It doesn't actually give a lot of context, but he goes into the shed and there she's built a makeshift prison cell where the guy's been rotting there for the last however long 15 years yeah 13 15 years since she caught him because as she'd said before murder's too good for him she needs to rot there uh also it's literally he looks out the window and sees her going into the barn and i'm like oh she's got him in a cell in there okay cool and then and then it spends the next 20 minutes revealing it the thing that we learned from oh she's walking to that barn why why else would she Go there. Why else would the movie care that she's walking into a barn? <laughs> uh, he goes into the barn. The guy looks all messed up because he's been living there so long and says, talk to me. I'm so lonely. Will you please make her talk to me? He says. Uh, Choodle leaves his gun and goes outside and digs a grave. And like very artsy style, no dialogue, no nothing. He just goes out. He just leaves his gun on the counter and starts digging a hole where those petunias was. Gunshot. Um... Julia Roberts comes out. The guy's dead now. They look at each other. Smile. Smile. He keeps smile. Di- he keeps digging the hole. Cut to black. Yeah. Directed by Shane Dawson. They have directed they, by McG. <laughs> yeah. And now they have secrets in their eyes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Let me start with this. Yeah. Let me start with two. Two. I got two stinkers for this movie. One. For a movie that's like, in theory, a detective crime thriller of any sort. They don't even try to explain what the crime that happened was. Yeah. He killed and raped her, and there was a van, and there was bleach, and they're lot, they don't care about what, like, where she was, what, like, they don't even, there's no, there's no police work in this Oh, yeah, it's movie. even worse than that. We learn midway through that Chewdle's character is so distraught about this because he had told... Uh, the daughter, yeah. that he would meet her at a bakery to get a cake for Julia Roberts for her birthday. Aww. And yet does not tell the investigating officers that, oh yes, I knew where she was the moment the... Uh, two right, hours before two she hours, was found. Two hours before her death, I knew where she was. It was at this bakery. Yeah. That seems like a very important piece of information to give an investigator of a, of a crime. Well, and, like, I, re- I recognize that, like, they can paper over as a plot, like, well, he's a CI, we're not going to prosecute him, but if he's a CI and they're in an active investigation where they're monitoring this mosque like 24-7, which is how they find the murder, I would kind of assume they'd know where the guy they think the murderer was at that time because he's he's helping them investigate a thing they're currently like watching on a camera. You'd want him to be like, where's your guy? We need his information yeah. Regularly. Also, why would he dump a body at a place that he knows is monitored? <laughs> Where he is investigating, like, is part of the investigation. Yeah. And is he, I mean... 
Well, I think the movie's implying that it may or may not have been the guy that they actually catch. I don't know. He admits it. Yeah, but kind of under duress. You know, I think it's supposed to be hazy. I mean, they accused his peanut. Yeah. <laughs> what more evidence do you need? A man is honor bound to defend his peanut, Jacob. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the, the police work is like, it's like the movie just doesn't give a shit. It's well, like, the, the thing that I hate the most, I'm fine with plot holes, but this movie supposes you understand how the FBI and informants and lawyers and investigators and detectives all work. And then barely makes sense on top of that the movie's all cop talk and none of the logistics of it actually add up like even to cursory inspection i suspect that's probably a a problem that were they created by making this a political 9-11 thriller by making them fbi agents yeah Yeah. because in the original so i looked this up because i was so confused in the original the reason he's let go is he's politically connected and it's part of a fascist government and they're just like fuck you, we don't want to prosecute this guy. He's a friend of the government. Mm. They don't have to explain why. It's just lethal weapon, too. Yeah, he's just a murderer, (laughs) and he has connections, so he's not prosecuted for it, which then you don't have to explain all this stuff. Um, My other problem is that there's a certain, like, economy of a good story, especially in a thriller where you want, like, all the pieces to fit, but there's, like, literally nothing that they talk about or comes up that is not integral to what happens in the movie. Like... He likes horses, so he's at a horse track, and they talk to the guy who has horses. And he likes the Dodgers, so they go to a Dodgers place, then they go to a Dodgers game, and then they talk about the Dodgers. Like, there is no single, like, there's not even a line of dialogue that lays out what anyone's lives are beyond the, like, there's no other characters that aren't directly related to this investigation. Yeah. Yeah, the characters are either investigators or the guy. (laughs) Which is probably why the fact that, we're not clear on what Tudor Legendfor's job is. Well, and we never like, even, you know, like, and the, so Alfred Molina, the boss, will be like, "You didn't even take this to the cop who's investigating this case." We never even meet the cop yeah. who's investigating this case. Like, this is theoretically in the jurisdiction of the LAPD because they're FBI. They don't, they don't it's solve, homicide. they don't solve homicides. Uh, that's not, you know, what they do. As you not know. generally. Uh, and he's just like, I know this guy, Guerrera. He's going to swallow this case because of reasons yeah. without me even talking to him or introducing him to the plot of the movie. Yeah. So little happens in this movie. Yeah. It's, like, it's a yeah. half hour. She's upset about the murder and then kills a guy and then doesn't actually kill him. That's the entire movie. <laughs> it's like they I mean, it's it's like they were they knew the ending. I mean, this is an existing story, but like they knew the ending, which is that, OK, he's got to be in jail, secret, you know, personal jail because he did this. And we don't want them to catch him right away because that's not much of a thriller. So what happens in a police movie? Well, they have to look for him and find some evidence. So I guess they'll go into his house and find a comic book. And what actually they find is not of importance, but like, okay, they find it. Well, now he likes Dodgers, so go to a Dodgers game because that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, he's there. Like, they don't even do anything. None of this stuff comes into play because they catch him, but he gets released. And they look for him, but he's already in jail. Yeah. The the thing that bugs me about this movie is that if your movie is dumb and doesn't make sense, that's fine. Just own up to it. Don't fill it with good actors and a bunch yeah. of hullabaloo and make me think you know what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, the movie makes it out to be this big revelation. Like, it is a twist because you don't think he's in jail, but also, like... You don't... Chuta Legifor doesn't learn anything. His character doesn't learn anything from this, except that... I don't know. He doesn't learn anything. He's mad at this guy and wants to murder him and finds out 
that actually someone else got to it first, but he doesn't seem... He's distraught that his friend murdered someone, I guess, but he just, like... Not, what's his stake in this? Not that distraught. In fact, he's... He says, here's my gun. Yeah, you become a murderer instead of a kidnapper. Yeah, I just don't understand what, like, any of the character. What's Nicole Kidman's character arc in this? I don't know. She's just a character. She just does some stuff, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. This Fuck is, this movie. This is really the bane of this... This movie is really the bane of this podcast's oh, existence. Batman. Oh, yeah. Uh, largely because it is only an interesting movie in that it has an interesting third act. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is that kind of movie that is just nothingness for two acts and then like, a, oh, in the third act, which is what this movie is. Identity yeah. starring John Cusack. Identity starring John Cusack. That's my favorite. Yeah. We should uh, hand this off to our sister podcast, First and Second Act Saviors. Yeah. Yeah. You guys take it away. <laughs> you guys give it, you guys shop it, get it back to us. So he works on a moisture farm. Oh. Ooh, does he like working there? Well, he really wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. But... <laughs> go on. Um, should we try and fix this thing? Well, we got well, to we do tests first. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. This one will actually require some thought because it's such a like hard to remember movie. All right, we'll do the Bechdel test, Bechdel-Wallace test. So are there two female characters in this movie? Yes. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Claire, Jess. And the daughter. And the daughter, briefly. Do they talk to each other? Yes. Yes. Do they talk to each other about something other than a man? Yeah. Yeah, probably. probably. They say, I'm going to have to put you in jail if you keep telling me about what you did to that man. Whoops, maybe not. Although, to be fair, the two times we see Jess talking with her daughter, both scenes are talking about a man. Yeah. First scene, they're talking about Trudel Jiver. Second scene, they're talking about some unknown person she wanted to date. The murderer. Oh yeah. Not the murderer. I thought it was. I thought it was like. Oh, I a, thought it was the murderer. No, I thought it was like a mom. I want to go out with this guy. I'm sorry, he's too old. And besides, you have to come with me to this place where the murderer will meet you. And then she's like, "If only I'd let her go out with that older gentleman, mm-hmm. she actually, would not have been murdered." That's kind of a bummer because Nicole Kidman and Julia Roberts are both great actors. Yeah. They, I don't think they ever had a scene with just the two of them that didn't have Tutelegia for in it. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I don't think so. Which is too bad because they'd be good. Yeah, like, yeah. that would be a good scene. Mm-hmm. Also, be maybe flesh. Maybe it's the kind of thing this movie needs, like flesh out what anyone else is doing or cares about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially, maybe they talked not about uh, a man. Um, the racial Bechdel test. Are there? At least two people of color in this movie? Yeah. Quest, probably? I mean... I don't know who played the villain. Who the villain the is, I think, supposed to be a Middle Eastern guy. He is at the mosque. That's yeah, he's at the mosque, know. and he's in the mosque, so he's at least, like, connected to, if not a follower of Islam, which makes me I assume he's a Middle Eastern immigrant. He sounds like he has a Russian accent. Yeah. But he sounds like he has an Eastern European accent, for sure. Um, I mean, Chudalegifor is there. They talk. Mm-hmm. They talk. Uh, I About murder and, and rape. But yeah. yeah. I, I don't... I can't think of any other people of color that actually had a role in this movie. Yeah. No, no, everyone else is white. And they only are talking about Claire, the murdered white girl yeah so this is not gonna pass that test sure uh, oh is it just have to be talking about someone a third person of color no they have to be talking about something other than one of the white characters uh, they could be something not really but it's not gonna be in this movie do they talk about the van they talk about dodgers <laughs> yeah. yeah no unfortunately this one's gonna 
for a movie starring. I don't think it passes on that. Yeah, yeah. they are only talking about Cla- uh, not Claire. What's the daughter's name? Uh, Carolyn. Yeah. Yes, Carolyn Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should have remembered that. We were making corn on the cob jokes. Um, and the because we're sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a defense mechanism. <laughs> the end of the. The third test that I always blink on the name of, which is, is there an LGBTQ character? No. No. And there's not even an implied potential one. They yeah. all are like, I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole Kidman is introduced as being engaged. You never see her fiance and her and Chudel Ejiofor make moves on each other the whole time. Oh, you yeah. eventually see her husband. Do you? Yeah. yeah at the end, he's in the like a golfing turtleneck and he's like, why not have him move in? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was a weird scene. Bad passive-aggressive husband. Good night. <laughs> I'm going to play Call of Duty in my room. <laughs> so, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so this movie fails to represent anyone, and it's based on... It's a remake of an Argentinian movie yeah. that I, I'm going to just take a guess here and at least pass as one of these tests. I just have to make an assumption that there's two people of color in the Argentinian movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's probably at least two Argentinians in it. I would think so. So that's a bummer. What a what a crappy movie to try and remake. Um, I've never seen the original. I have heard that it's great, and it won an Academy Award. So yeah. maybe go see that. Um, this is a good twist. That's a fun yeah. twist at the end of the movie. Yeah, it was a good twist. It would have worked better if they'd set, if they'd throw like maybe more of a red herring. Aside from like the scene immediately preceding, she's like he's dead, and then say like no, no, yeah. he's not dead. Don't worry, he's, he, he's here. Spread that out. If they had said, if she had said that he was dead earlier in the movie, and then they could have like played with that a little bit, and then you find out, yeah, maybe put her, maybe arrest her would have been more interesting. Or have uh, Rafe. Yeah, she she goes to jail and she's like, uh, feed hey, my cat, please. Hey, wink, will, you wink, go, wink. will you go feed my cat? He's in the barn. <laughs> what if Ray figured that out and that was the movie using investigations? R- yeah, rather than being like, oh, I forgot my bow tie. Oh, what's going on back there? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, the tying into the 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 tie, you know conversation about representation too. Like this movie uses the backdrop of their monitoring a mosque for a potential terror attack. It is ne- that plot line is never resolved, and yeah. and nothing comes of it, which yeah. is kind of like a very charged thing. I think we're supposed to assume maybe if I were the filmmaker, I'd want us to assume that. We are an audience that understands that in the years following 9-11, everything was heightened for no real reason. I and would have that, loved one line that yeah, cleared that up that was either, sure. okay, well, even though that guy disappeared, we found the thing we're looking for. Or, or there not. was no threat at all. Yeah. yeah. Or like, we were a bunch of assholes yeah. monitoring this mosque for no reason. We did get, uh, 13 years later, two promotions and you're still a dick? Yeah. That was that was the closest we got to but that. But that guy dies. So but that fine. guy dies. He gets shot, and we're supposed to maybe care. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. Yeah. Nah. Nope. No good. But the acting was all good in this movie. Yeah. Except maybe Nicole Top Kidman. Notch. She wasn't that bad. Great. She was fine. It, the bad guy was not good. How about that? Oh yeah. yeah. This movie felt very hollow to me. Yeah. It, it just felt like <sighs> they really acted their heart out for such a crappy movie, though. Yeah. I mean, there's. Stuff to be sad about in it, but it just feels like the trappings of the movie and not an actual movie. Do you think as an actor, if you were going to appear in a remake of a previous successful movie, do you watch that original and you're like taking notes being like, that's how I'm going to do it? No. I think it's... <laughs> I don't know. I think different actors probably do it differently. I, I heard an interview where someone was like, no, never. I would never watch it. Michael? 
as I, the actor at this yeah. table, what would you do? I mean, I would watch it. Yeah, but that, but but I'm also that's the way. But that's that's my style of everything is parroting other things. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how I'm a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's take our break, it's, guys, guys, guys. It is. 8.30. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's <laughs> <on a> Saturday. <laughs> Daniel's nap time. All right. Uh, let's fix this thing. One, two, three. Break. And we are back with our three hot pitches. Trademark restricted. Copyright symbol. We are all also have three cups of coffee yeah. to fight off the yawns. Michael made it strong. I did accidentally make it strong. Look what this movie did! <laughs> we're so bored, we're now all drinking coffees together. And, like, normally I don't drink coffee past, like, a 5 p.m. It's, yeah. like, my hard cutoff time. So no one's getting some Z's tonight. Party! What? If this doesn't work, I'm gonna get out my construction hat with two Red Bulls on either side of it. <laughs> drink out of that. Like we normally do on these episodes. Yeah, uh, one beer, one Red Bull. <laughs> one beer, one Red Bull. Oh, getting too high. Gotta, gotta slow down. Uh, all right, Michael, what number do you want? I'll be one. Three. Two. <laughs> uh, five. Two. So that's me. Jacob. All right. So when last we entered this movie, it's the future, and uh, it's the modern day, and we catch up to the movie where they are traveling to Jess's house to, she's got her big confession to Nicole Kidman and Jude Light for. Okay. Uh, and she says, hey, you know, I, I have to tell you guys, you need to stop investigating this because 13 years ago i killed him i you know i murdered him you can't investigate him uh and nicole kidman's horrified by this and they're like well we got to arrest you now like i'm gonna have to arrest you and prosecute you and tutel edge is like no we, we can't you know this is what we all wanted obviously this whole time was to murder this guy so that's cool and he's like actually i never said i was into this uh they Nicole Kidman uh, makes a move for the door, and Trudel Legendfor is so freaked out he bonks her over the head with the the butt of his pistol. She's not okay. unconscious. Oh, cut, this sounds like an actual movie now. Cut yeah. to black. A thing happened. Uh, she awakens in the jail cell in the in the barn with uh, Beardo Bad Guy. Uh, Beardy McBad Guy. Beardo McBad Guy. And we, we learn what we learned in the plot twist from this movie, but from his point of view, he said, oh, you know, she actually, she captured me. She's kept me in this prison cell since 13 years ago, and now she, you're going to be here with me, too, and my tiny peanut. Uh... <laughs> And Nicole Kidman's like horrified, but it's, you know, it's the next day and she can see just out. There's like a smudgy window in the corner of the barn and she's looking out. It's the next day and she sees, oh, no, there's my husband and he's coming up to the house oh. and she sees him knock on the door. Is uh, he wearing a really handsome turtleneck? Yes. And he's holling his briefcase like we saw before. Uh, and Chudal Ejiofor opens the door. It's all silent, of course. You don't see what they're talking about. Sure. Like you only see it through the window. Yes. Like like a, like I, a like, horror movie. Like a really artsy shot from that television series, True Detective. Okay. Yes. And Chudal Ejiofor like, points over Nicole Kidman's husband's shoulder like, look over there. And he looks around and Chudal Ejiofor knocks him out and drags him and puts him in the prison cell, too. <laughs> And then, then the next day, Bumpo shows up. <laughs> and then the next day, Bumpo shows up, <laughs> investigating where his friend, Nicole Kidman and Jude Ledgefor is gone. And they knock him out and put him in the jail cell, too. Oh, no. Is the whole world going to end up on the inside of the jail cell? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's we supposed to be locked out of it. 
so we we now see a montage of different people coming to the house and getting knocked out and put in the prison cell. And then, you know... Uh, what song plays during the montage? <laughs> what song should play? Um, a Bob Dylan song? How many roads just should have been? How many roads? And just punch. punch people getting knocked punch. out. You see... Uh, sheets from the calendar flying off uh, you see like now they've got a Christmas tree in the jail cell and it's getting bigger and bigger now there's like five FBI agents and they're running a little office in there we see Julia Roberts is building off. more jail cells she's building more jail cells and she's like making like a hundred peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and bringing them out on a tray to all of her prisoners the mailman's delivering mail within the jail um, and then we ha- you know we have a montage of uh, Nicole Kidman and her husband make peace with this uh, criminal guy who's been there so long, and and they like held they like have a fun uh, hair like haircutting montage, and they're cutting his hair, and they're all like making friends. Mm. And then finally, as the montage ends, uh, we we just do the ending from Enemy Mine, where they all the people in the jail cell get older and older, and they're holding hands, and then they end up in their skeletons. <laughs> the end. I love it. I'm gonna call that the Friendly jail cell <laughs> ending. Jailhouse rocks. Jailhouse rocks. <laughs> uh, I loved it because I could see really where your heart was in it, Jacob. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, there's something about that plot twist that really spoke to me, and I was just like, what if we could go a little further? Yeah. Now, Daniel, I did consider the ending where everybody's in the jail cell, and at the end, it's just a jail cell so big, there's just a little jail around Julia Roberts. <laughs> I was like, no, that's not where I'm going. Just keeps getting bigger and bigger until she's the only one left. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no walls on the outside of the jail. It's just the world. Yeah. She thinks she's the only one on yeah. the outside, but really, she's the one looking in. I can see clearly now, <laughs> see your two colors. <laughs> there's just a jail. Like, the door faces inwards, and she's got the only key, but the room, it's just a room size. Yeah. Room size. <laughs> says, fuck that jail. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes you think. Yeah. All right, evens or odds, Michael? Evens. Oh, I'm oh, going last, last again. again. Here it goes. Here's the Daniel one. Let's hear it. All right, Daniel. It, hit me with your best shot. It is now the third act at some indeterminate point. <laughs> the movie opens in a location. Uh, Ray, Cut to third act later. <laughs> Interior day, a script. Uh, Ray is actually, for God knows what reason, doing some actual goddamn detective work. He's, He's looking up his bank records. Ridiculous! <laughs> What job do I have? <laughs> Wait a second. Has anyone checked his phone records? Is that a thing we do here at police? police? He whispers to Bumpy, I've had amnesia. <laughs> what do we do here at the police factory? <laughs> I forget. So he starts going through the forensic records and looks at how the daughter, looks at the autopsy of the daughter, and they say, this thing was bleached and then all covered by Julia Roberts' tears. It's useless. We're not even going to bother looking at this thing. Not useful, they say. Whatever. And he says, that's odd. That seems strange for them to just throw a body out there. I'm going to have to exhume that bad boy. Goes down to the morgue mm. where the body still is. <laughs> no, he goes down to a very scary graveyard. <laughs> yeah. He uh, opens up a crypt. <laughs> Yeah. And a cat runs out. Yeah, uh, there's a jump scare with a cat <laughs> busting out of the like crib. Seven, seven cats <laughs> in a Dracula <laughs> costume. Oh, that'd be really cute. It's just a raccoon. It's just a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat your vet food. <laughs> oh. Okay. He goes in the crypt, opens up the sarcophagus or whatever goes on in those things. <laughs> Inside is the daughter's body, but it looks 
pristine, perfectly pristine, in the same romper it was found in the day he died. He says, what's going on with this thing? He flips it over on his back and sees there's a zipper on it. What? (laughs) He unzips that zipper and a bunch of stuffing comes out. What the hell's going on here? This is a very stranger thing that's happening. Uh, Yes. It's a body full of stuffing. He looks at the skin. It's a fake body. This is a fake body. Oh my god, what is even going on? I don't know, and I'm curious to find out. Wow. He, uh... Hollywood, hire this man! He goes over to talk to Jess and says, uh, like, something is terribly wrong. Your daughter, I found your daughter's body, it's stuffed. It's not a real body or anything. And she's like... Oh, that's terrible. She gives a real Julia Roberts overacting thing where she's like, you mean she could still be out there, but she's looking around because she's lying. (laughs) Daniel did shifty eyes for the people who can't see. And then he closes like a necklace case like on her hand and then she laughs real loud about it. (laughs) (laughs) Plays the piano poorly. Uh, yeah, so she's like, well, you be- best be on your way or whatever. And he's like, okay. don't look into this any further. Yeah. And, <laughs> Move along. Nothing uh, to see here. She drives away. And then there's a thing of there's a scene of him driving and thinking mm. this is when you get your flashbacks of people saying impertinent things to what's going to happen. Oh, what's of, the pertinent thing? Uh, I don't know. They, that guy should rot. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pertinent thing. He's a murderer. I want to. I want to kill that guy. One diet coke, please. <laughs> Bunch of stuff like that. I'm not uh, gonna kill him. There's a flashback from when uh, Ray tells Claire to smile because <laughs> that was a creepy part of the movie we didn't talk Weird, about. Yeah. That's a thing that happened. Yeah, she's getting her new employee badge photo taken. Oh, he, I forgot about the employee badge. He peeks like, his head and goes, smile. That was super weird. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. Don't do that, guys. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he says, there's more to this story. And he turns his car in a big U-turn and goes back to the house. He goes back to Jess's house. And when he gets there, he sees smoke coming out of the back. He goes oh. back even more. And he hears a song. What song? Black Betty play. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Black Betty. Ramble down. Oh, Black Betty. Ramble down. He sees a bonfire, a fun bonfire <laughs> surrounded by people having beers and chatting. Who's there? Jess, her daughter, still alive but older. Murderer guy? He's there. He's worse for the wear. He's still got beat up, I think. Oh, hey, Max. House of Cards is there. Dr. Octopus is there. Basically, anyone that said don't investigate this anymore is there. <laughs> so everyone in this movie, except for Trudel Driver, is there. Yeah, Nicole Kidman's husband with his briefcase. Yeah. And a bunch of extras, probably. Yeah, and no no Bumpy. No, no Bumpo. Okay. He's bumpless? He wasn't in on it. He's Sorry, everyone loves Bumpo, but... Bumpless? This party's Bumpless. Yeah. Look, they want to invite Bumpless. They want to make it Bumpful. He'll just spill the beans and everyone knows it. And they say, oh, fuck. Well, you got us. Shit, I got Bumpy and the Secret Santa again. This was all a long con. My daughter wanted to marry the guy we thought the murderer was... Because they were in love, and they still are. Look, they're married now. So he is actually a prosthetics guy. (laughs) He used... He made that body out of horse flesh. (laughs) That's where that plot thread went. And car parts. Yeah. (laughs) made out of horse flesh and car parts. (laughs) And so he dumped it in the dumpster and bleached it, and we had to burn that van because otherwise we'd get caught. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we had to do it because... 
My ex-husband, who we have never mentioned before, is a real dingleberry. No one likes him, and he was trying to get full custody oh, of my yeah. daughter, what's-her-face. Yeah. Caroline Cobb. Car- Caroline Cobb. Double Caroline Cobb. Cobb. Yeah. He was trying to get custody, so we faked her death, so he wouldn't. Eh, Yay! Eh, we all live in this commune now, everyone loves each other, and he says, sounds good to me. The end. <laughs> Pass the corn on the cob, please. What's the name of your ending, Daniel? Oh, uh, the uh, basic bitch ending. <laughs> basic bitch ending. Yeah, I we love joked it. about doing the basic ending. Uh, from the movie basic, yes. to clarify. Not the adjective basic, the noun basic. The I, uh, noun. I couldn't help myself. Oh, it's so, so good. Yeah. If we ever do a Taz Classics about basic, we'll just have to cut this episode out of the rotation. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I, I am ready. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Picture, if you will, it is 15 years later, and whatever thing happened that happened, happened. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And the movie's over at the end. Uh, <laughs> I, I can picture it in my mind. <laughs> the stage uh, is set and removed. <laughs> <laughs> and curtains come down. Uh, Ray gets a text message on his text phone, and it mm. says, hey, yo, this is Luis from the horse track. That guy's here. You should come check it out. And Ray's like, all right, I'll be right there. Two people of color, Luis. They only did it. They only talk about a white guy. But no, no, they talk about Marzen. Oh, yeah, but it's not actually Marzen. But but they say he's Caucasian. Yeah, sorry. Mm. No, it doesn't pass. But they do talk to each other. It's true, they do. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to go check out this old horse track situation, and I'll be right back. He pulls up, and it's decidedly empty. Where's Luis? Where's everyone? Oh, no. What's happening? He parks his Ford Focus and walks into the <laughs> horse paddock and is wandering around, mm. and he sees movement. <gasps> oh, Jumps to the side. Uh, Cat take, in a Dracula costume. <laughs> <laughs> taking cover behind a stall. And he sees the bad guy, whose name I don't remember, Marzen or whatever. Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I mean, Pac-Man. 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 I always remember. And he pulls out one of those, shove it down a car door window to pop the lock thing. Oh, yeah. Slim Jim. He pulls out that Slim Jim. Oh, he snaps into a Slim Jim? <laughs> he snaps into a Slim Jim. He pulls that out and he's like, hmm, this yeah. is real gross, but also a source of protein, maybe? Why am I buying this at a gas station? Oh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be, this is going to be a, a real bad poop later. Uh, he says aloud. <laughs> I'll have the Slim Jim and the dick pills, please. <laughs> Can I get the Slim Jim and an extra roll of toilet paper? Uh, Five hour energy coming up. Uh, and uh, he sticks that Slim Jim into a horse and pops the lock on that horse. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. <laughs> the starts going off. Yeah, everyone's greatest hits of the car alarm going off. <laughs> Welcome to Alarmcast. Uh, he hops on the horse and rides away. Choodle Driver is like, I can't let this happen. And gives pursuit on a, a horse of his own. Ooh, of a different color? Uh, of a different color, yeah, because that way we can keep him apart. And and Marson sees him, and suddenly we have a horse chase afoot. And they're oh. riding around the streets of L.A., horse to oh, horse. Yeah. Police cars <laughs> chasing them both, crashing into 
into each other. Marzen's knocking over, Pac-Man's knocking over cell phone or uh, telephone poles and mailboxes with his horse, and there all the cop cars are crashing on it. But I'd watch that. But fortunately, Ray can keep up on his horse because it's maneuverable. It's not mm-hmm. one of them cop cars that can't do, do anything. Does he have a throwaway line of like, "Good thing I had all those writing lessons"? Yeah, yeah. he does. He does. He I used says, to be a Mountie. Yeah, <laughs> I channeled my frustration over this murder into horse riding, <laughs> equestrianism. <laughs> what do you think I've been doing the past thirteen years? <laughs> Dressage. <laughs> I mean, everyone needs a day job. That's right. Uh, and then b- b- in the sky, who's that? Wh- who's that? In the, in in giving chase in a blimp? It's Bumpy. Look at there. <laughs> he's he's helping out. Bumpy's blimp. <laughs> Bumpy's blimp. It just says Bumpy's on it because he's 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 open to sub he's open to submarine sandwich shop. I, I'm supposed to be over a football field right now, <laughs> but I'm giving chase. I'm gonna help. And I'm drunk. <laughs> They ride and ride and ride, and where do they end up? The mosque. Mm. Where it all began. Lightning cracks. <laughs> uh, A cat dressed like Dracula runs across the screen. <laughs> Pac-Man runs into the mosque, and he's like, ah, oh, oh, I gotta get in here. <laughs> 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 such fantastic <laughs> such fantastic dialogue you've never heard I gotta get in here I, <laughs> I gotta get in here oh no using this doorknob perhaps <laughs> Toodle Diver jumps in behind and wow, of course as soon as he enters it's empty there's no oh, one there it's no. dark oh. what's happening what's that on the dais why is that a bomb bum bum oh bum. no Pac-Man. Pac-Man sticks out his head from around the bomb, and he's got Toodle Jifer trained with his gun, and he says, It's a pity you followed me here. (laughs) (laughs) I like this (laughs) impression. It didn't have to be this way. Carolyn got too close as well. She got too close to my dastardly plan, so I had to kill her. Obviously, that will have to happen again. But what's that? What's that jumping from the balcony behind him? Why, it's Bumpy! <laughs> Bumpy, my friend! Bumpy, my friend! But he jumps, but he misses and breaks his other leg! Oh, no, Bumpy! Fortunately, he's just distracted Pac-Man long enough for Chudal Jaifer to give him a oh, one-two with the old fisticuffs. The I, pow-pow! Oh, Michael. And he gets him down on the ground. And he's like, that nose certainly looks weird. You've done some work to it. And he grabs it and he pulls it. <gasps> but it's a man. Oh, oh no. no. Who's under that mask? No, no. I'm scared to find should out. We get, should we guess? It's Claire. Uh, oh, it's Nicole no. Kidman. I would have guessed right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nicole Kidman. And she's like, you've done it, Ray. You've ruined everything. <laughs> We love the Dodgers so much here in L.A. that we had to create this horse flesh bomb. We've been stealing horses, putting their fleshes into these bombs mm. in order to set it off at Yankee Stadium when they're when the Yankees visit. Because we know everyone in New York is allergic to horses. Aha! <laughs> Aha! That is the thing that is going to happen. That is my dastardly plot. There's the flashback of Tudor Legend 4 and all the previous <laughs> yeah, lines. All the previous like, lines. Oh, so many people are allergic to horses in New York. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the ha- horse allergy going on. I moved from New York because I'm so allergic to horses. We certainly love the Dodgers. (laughs) Baseball's important in this city. (laughs) We don't have a football team yet. We're not allergic to horses here. Oh, don't we love horses? Uh, And then there's a noise in the shadow. 
<gasps> More plot twist. There's a gun trained on him. Who and who steps out of that shadow? Why, it's Pac-Man, but from the past. <laughs> oh no, it's that Pac-Man, and he's Pac-Man. like, he's like, well done, Ray. You've done it again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Congratulations, you've uncovered our dastardly plot of horse meat and killing the Yankees. Too bad it will be your last maneuver, and Ray gets shot, but oh, doesn't because no. he jumps behind a pew. Boo, 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 boo. Left, left, left. Pew, 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 pew. And he manages to fight single-handedly both the Pac-Man's fa- pre- past and present. Mm. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs> the bomb. Pow, 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 and unfortunately, they are a little too dangerous with that gunplay, oh. and that bomb gets hit. Oh, and no! It goes off, destroying the mosque. Ray manages to jump out and have that cool, like, explosion yeah. behind him. He has the, the sexy scar. As- the mosque is burning. Bumpo is probably dead because he broke both of his legs. He wasn't getting out of there. He gets blown free. Yeah. <laughs> he gets blown free. He's like, Bumbo, are you around? You just see a thumb pull. Yeah. Both his rubble. arms break. Yeah. But he's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> And then you but and the mosque is just in ruins, just on fire. But then you see a figure stand up in the flames Whoa. and start moving forward, limping like a robot from a Terminator, a, from a liquid a Terminator metal movie. Man. And you see that half of its face, half of past Marsden's face is blown off. Uh, Who could it be? Who is underneath that that that, that mess? Why is Julia Roberts? Oh. Oh. Wow. You've done it, Ray. <laughs> you've destroyed <laughs> you've destroyed you've destroyed the plan. The Yankees will never not win the World Series after this. You've ruined America's sport for America. Does the family Ray. Matters guy shoot her? <laughs> and uh Ray's like Ray pulls out his gun and he's like Bumpo's Zia. I don't know. He says one of them <laughs> awesome one-liners. Eat shit, Dingleberry. <laughs> yeah. Just slot that one in there. Yeah. He Go to sa- slug hell. Yeah. <laughs> he says, baseball, it's more than a game. <laughs> Cut to... What's your name, kid? <laughs> Cut to black two years later. Oh. <laughs> Two little drivers in his Ford Focus driving through Iowa. Mm-hmm. And he's listening to some baseball games on the radio. And he's... And he just shakes his head, flips it. Oh, that's country music. I want to listen to that. Flips it. It's Christian radio talk. I want to listen to that. Flips it. And what is it? Comes on the radio. 25 years here, my life is still <laughs> trying to get up that great big hill of hope. He just shakes his head smiling. Oh my God, this song. And he just sings it as his car drives into the sunset. And I said, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, I said, hey, what's going on? Uh, and then uh, midway through the credits, there's some really sick bloops of uh, finally of uh, uh, Bumpo breaking lights <laughs> of Bumpo doing some sick ass uh, physical comedy. It's like we're all, Jackie we're Chan bloopers, yeah, <laughs> sick ass Jackie Chan bloops. I really like that ending, Michael, because it wraps up all the plot threads. Yeah. This movie didn't. 
We have the mosque. We got Bumpo breaking. We we see his weakness, which is that Bumpo breaking his leg always distracts him. Yeah, that is established. <laughs> Baseball, horse bombs. Yeah, it's all there. I'm gonna call it the uh, slow clap ending. Oh, nice, excellent. All right, so we have a little special treat for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna. I think we should do it. Okay. And steal the thing you guys do on your other podcast. Love it. What we're going to do is do a quick ranking of the movies we've watched in terms of how much we like them so that you as the fresher listeners out there know which ones to... Which of these movies is even worth watching and which one's not? Yeah. Where do we stand, Daniel? Who's, so, our, who's our faves? Uh, numbers Whiz Daniel here. I just made an Excel spreadsheet. Dee, dee, dee. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. Uh, each of us gave every movie we've watched a score of one to five in terms of watchability. Mm-hmm. Uh, so five being, you should probably go watch this bad movie, and one being, the. Uh, Skip. Snoozer. Yeah. Snoozer. Well, one is not just don't go see it. One is we actively dislike this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this one is avoid at all costs. Yeah. Uh, don't watch it on a plane. Don't watch it when you're drunk. To be fair, I do want to say there are some outliers in there. There yeah. were definitely some movies that I gave fives that everyone else was like, Warcraft. Michael, Michael, why are you why are you smoking so much weed a hall right now? And I'm like, I'm sorry, green women are awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's basically it. All right, so here is a list of all the movies as they currently stand, ranked from most watchable to least watchable. Let's hear it. All right, so from the top, the very best movie is Noah. Rock Monsters! Rock Monster! <laughs> Followed by Jem. Yeah. yeah! I wish I could sing a, line, a song from Jem, but I can't. I also am thus far 100% behind this list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tomorrowland is our number <laughs> yeah. three. Yeah. Followed by Warcraft, Woo! Ninja Ooh. Turtles, yeah, okay, yeah Out yeah, of the yeah. Shadows, Ninja Turtles colon Out of the Shadows. Oh That's yeah, right. Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, uh, mm-hmm. The Boss. Okay. Oh, okay. Followed by Crimson Peak. Boom. Into How the, did that get getting so into high? the snore zone? Yeah. Is this the point where we're telling people don't go see this? That one's okay, right? I think Crimson Peak's good. It's not it's okay. like yeah, Crimson you, Peak's watchable. You might like Crimson Peak. You might. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, have, I, have, I have friends who think we're, we're, we're dummies for giving so much age to Crimson Peak. Oh, really? I've heard that. Name and shame, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> name I will not name Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, please, uh, please tweet shame these four people. <laughs> yeah, we have some enemies of this podcast. Yeah, we're going to pull up Milo. Yanopolis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's his face? All right. Oh, sad. Uh, following Crimson Peak is the BFG. Mm. BFG should be higher than Crimson Daniel Peak. Loved Daniel the loved the BFG, apparently. There's farting in it. <laughs> there is. Ghosts in Crimson Peak. <laughs> and those ghosts don't fart one bit. That, we had a good BFG episode. It gave us a lot of fodder. There's a lot yeah. of queen dreams. Mm-hmm. Queen dreams. <laughs> queen dreams. All right. Uh, let's see. Allegiant after BFG. Okay, Uh, is this the Boar Zone, guys? I think I think Crimson Peak is like our line of like anything par. Crimson Peak is par. It's a void. Yeah, yeah. Crimson Peak and BFG are par. Yeah, Crimson Peak is a seven on the pH scale. It's drinkable water. And I think I gave BFG like a two or a three, but I would say like that's fine. You can see that. Yeah, Uh, it's just boring. Anything below this now line. Go avoid this. Oh, yeah, definitely, because the next movie is Aloha. Is that at the bottom? Followed by American Ultra. Yeah. Followed by Flock of Dudes. Yeah. And our number one stinker, this, this year's true winner, 
War Dogs. Yeah. Oh, War Dogs is so every bad. every moment of it. I it read was... a bunch of stuff of people being like, yeah, I like that movie. Oh, I don't get it. I think it's just not a not a genre for the three of us, maybe. No, I... Uh, blah. Blah. Just, oh, God, Jacob turned into a cat. It's dressed like a vampire. <laughs> blah. It's me. I'm a cat of some time. <laughs> <laughs> I shall lick my butthole. <laughs> Think of cat things. Yeah, <laughs> I want to suck your 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 catnip. <laughs> you to, you put it in the doors. I can't come in. I roll around on my back instead. I am a vampire. Rub my belly. I will make biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> such sweet biscuits. <laughs> Creatures of the night. Such sweet biscuits. <laughs> That's our character, Dracula cat. <laughs> Catula? Jackie Cat? Don't think about it. Tune in for more. And uh, how are we going to... Okay, and finally... Secret of their eyes. Yeah, where does it stand? Secret in their eyes. Where does it stand on the list? in as a hot. This one's above American Ultra. Okay. And below Aloha. Ooh, wow. Below Aloha. Beloha. 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 Beloha to you. (laughs) It means both hello and below. And and don't watch this movie. (laughs) Don't watch that movie. Yeah, so our fourth worst movie. Hey, it was just boring. It was. It's fine. It's a fine movie. It's just not watchable. Yeah, because it's so boring. I think it's worse than just boring. I mean, it's there's. It's full of plot holes and junk. That's fair. That's Aunt fair. Maggie, you've done us right, and you've also done us wrong. <laughs> you should feel proud and also sad. <laughs> Thank you, and please do not offer any more suggestions. Except no, actually, please continue to offer. <laughs> You're cut off. Uh, wow, that was good. We're that gonna try good. and do this for our future yeah. movies and. Publish this list somewhere so we can... We'll throw it on there. Yeah. yeah. Keep track of these things. Yeah. We'll just put this as an editable Google Doc for you to fuck around in. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. just go nuts, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the worst movie we, we've watched is these three guys talking. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, well, we should talk a little bit about our, our plug style. Well, we've got references, what stuff that was got going on. Uh, by the time this airs, most of my things will be over. Uh, my live shows, I'll have some live shows in the future. I will let you know when. Yes. Uh, but always listen to Sidekicks Pod. Uh, yeah. Logan was great. I'm very pumped for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. We have more episodes coming out. You guys are working on Iron Fist from Oh yeah, I forgot Iron Fist existed. But yes, as did everyone else. But yes, we will have an Iron Fist episode uh, by probably by the time this comes out, we'll Hmm. we'll be on the docket. Yeah, but I'll have more shows on the horizon. I'll let you know when I know when it is. Sweet, sweet listener. Yeah, come see me make a fool of myself on stage. Yeah, I'm excited. We will. I have my tickets already. Mm. As do I. Uh, Daniel, what do you got going on? All right. Get your pen out, listeners. Scritch, scritch, scritch. Oh. Here it comes. Oh, mine's a dry erase marker. Where's the board? <laughs> on April 21st, John Wachter and I will reprise our roles in the Dueling Danjos. Yes. An improv duo. Good uh, duo. It's been well received. People like it. I like, yeah, you guys are good. Yeah. yeah. I'm receiving it well. All right. And then uh, May 6th. We will have me and my other other group, my sketch group, Always Be Clothing, 
Uh, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> is, it, is it B like a bumblebee? Always B, B clothing? Uh, we had, or is it like not A clothing, it's B clothing? We had a protracted argument about this that is still not resolved, so we decided to just spell it differently. <laughs> oh, no. What side of that argument do you fall on? Always B, as in the bumblebee. bumblebee. Sure. Always B clothing, because that's like a business practice you might want to pursue. The sure. other one is just nonsense. Yeah, who wears B clothing? I only wear A clothing. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> to be fair, though, B movie, B movie right now is a hip like meme on the internet. Yeah, it was part it's of like, the discussion. It's like a new Shrek. Oh, like Shrek used to be the big 3D animated the thing people made fun of, but now it's B movie. Hey, now he's an all star. Well, yeah. if you want to find out more on this topic, come to the show on May 6th. <laughs> we'll have a whole hour. Where, where we won't be doing sketches. We'll just be talking about what the name means. I'll take a suggestion or a question from the audience about her name. Yeah, we'll have an onstage argument and then eventual fist fight <laughs> over this topic. Yellow and black just good, good together. <laughs> but uh, 6 p.m. at the Pocket Theater in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. All right, Jacob, what do you have? Uh, Decades podcast, which is live. We actually, at this point, have recorded our final episode of the regular season. Um, so look for that on the iTunes store. You can go check us out on Facebook, where my mom's been posting all the cocktail recipes and the research she does. Daniel was on an episode. Michael will be on I'm the next soon. episode. Uh, he's got a lot more homework than Daniel did. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta watch some movies, gang. Um, but that's been going well. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be at the very tail end of the first print advertisement for Helios Law Group. We will be in The Stranger uh, next to Savage Love. We'll have a little tiny ad in there, which I'm excited about. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, our first print ad. So look for that. Yeah. And that's all I've got. Oh, I have something to tell the audience. Yeah, and you guys. Oh, yeah. What you our next tell? movie. Are you ready? Oh, oh, I'm so ready. I'm excited for oh, this. Do a drum roll. I'm, Come on. I'm very excited. Tell me, please. Passengers. <laughs> Fuck you! That's awesome. Thank you. Wait, which Thank one's you. which one's passenger? That's the one with Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt and, and Jennifer oh, Lawrence. No. It's the movie I really wanted to see, but then it turned out to be bad, so no one saw it, including me. Oh. I'm very excited to watch. Yeah, this. okay, that's yeah. good. I was like, that looks good. Then I heard some not so great yeah, stuff about that movie, about which that. is great because it's just like Tomorrowland, yeah. one of yeah. the movies that's high on our list. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like. A- Perfect. Look, computer animated sci-fi nonsense that didn't quite come together. With, That's my wheelhouse, baby. Yeah, with two of Hollywood's sexiest, sexiest Ooh, stars. Baby, local hero, Chris Pratt. Oh, he is a local hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go Seahawks. I have yeah. a friend who went to school with him uh, and said that he had a classic character he would do for the like high school production once a year, Gay Santa. <laughs> That's 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 really funny. <laughs> There's part of me that's like, I bet that's really offensive. But I, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Chris Pratt is gay Santa. I don't know. Yeah, I'd I watch a YouTube of that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. gay look, Santa's out there. Uh, Sony, if YouTube. you're hearing this, I think you have your next Chris Pratt project. Yeah. Chris Pratt is gay Santa. <laughs> Chris Pratt, gay come Santa. on our podcast, be gay Santa. <laughs> well, great, uh, listeners out there. Still write us emails. We still have one email so far. Don't uh, give them the stats. We'll see if we can get to your email on top of our hundreds that come oh, in. Oh, you're right. Day. I'm sorry. Whew. 
I did sign up for uh, a couple of newsletters so I, so I can learn about the hot new fashions. Ooh, I don't egg has new graphics cards in. <laughs> I just I just really don't want to be caught in B clothing. Yeah. <laughs> I hate B clothing. I need A clothing. Thank you very much. Always A clothing. <laughs> uh, so that's thirdactsaviors at gmail or you can get us at thirdactsaviors on the tweet Twitter. store. Probably the best way to get in touch with yeah, us. Yeah, please do. Oh uh, wait, hold on. Always a clothing, never a cloth. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah, you deserve a high five for that. Yeah, I had to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I think that that was worth it. Uh, but yeah, reach out to us there. We will be posting the poll. We will interact with all of our many fans. Yeah, vote for all my sick ass uh, pitches, guys. Yeah, Michael, I can tell you, I'm gonna be voting for your ending this time. <laughs> you got this one. You got one vote in the bank. Hmm. Woo! We'll see. Daniel's like, <laughs> Daniel's like, hello, friends of mine. Please sign up for Twitter and vote for my ending. Somebody voted that Miles Davis is a snaky snake man in our most recent poll. <laughs> what abominable person would do that? Well, two people voted. One of them's at this table and one of them's not. <laughs> but thanks, you guys, for being my co-hosts. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see you next time for Passengers in a Fortnight. In a yeah. Fortnight. Unless we have a classics episode en route. Yeah, we're gonna we're working on that. We just All right. Those will come out as a surprise. Yeah. So surprise. it might already be out. So turn on notifications for when this podcast shows up if you have a good app on your phone. That's what I do like with I my do. apps. Yeah. That's right. You, you should do that. Your phone will buzz and you'll be like, what a secret special gift that's released outside of our normal every other Tuesday schedule. Yeah. Mm, sweet, sweet we're gifts. I'm gonna give you little kisses in the form of Taz Classics. GIFs. I like that art. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, you're out of the podcast, Daniel. This coffee worked. Yeah, I'm like, I'm super buzzed now on coffee. I was a very strong pot. I would like to say that this movie <laughs> was so boring. Pot. This movie was so boring, we had to watch trailers for superhero movies after it was done to, like, return to life, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. not just... I like your version of superhero movies includes The Shack and... <laughs> and uh, God's in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And Collateral Beauty. Yeah. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are yeah. in that movie. Who's more super than that? Collateral beauty includes uh, the hero time. I'm pretty sure Batman and Aquaman are more better than God. They could take Batman plans ahead. Yeah. Who would win a fight? Aquaman and Batman, God, or the Starship Enterprise? <laughs> Starship Enterprise, it's got oh, shields. Yeah, it'd be hard to get through those. Batman could turn those off. Batman could turn those off. You Bat- figure out a way. Batman beat Superman, and in that movie, they refer to him as a god many times. Yes, they save, do. We'll save it for the sidekicks pod. Or a demon. <laughs> Oh boy! They're the same. Wow, makes you think. Where are those Jolly Ranchers? Do you think? Do you think Lex Luthor might have something to say about that? Yeah, (laughs) maybe several speeches. (laughs) Podcast over. Podcast (laughs) over. (laughs) All right, one more thing. All right, we're aborting this right now before it goes further off the rails. Uh, See you next time uh, for whatever crappy movie we're watching. Then, yeah, passengers, passengers, passengers. See you guys. Bye. Oh shit, this isn't a playing card game. This is just a deck of cards with female authors on it. Oh. This is what we play any game. This is what we're playing Kings with from here on out, guys. (laughs) Uh, Waterfall. I got Harriet Beecher Stowe. (laughs) Glug, 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 glug. (laughs) Fours for whores, just like Dorothy Parker. (laughs) There's our bumper. Sixes for dicks, like Sarah Orne Jewett. I don't know who that is. She wrote The Country Doctor, A White Heron, and The Country of the Pointed Furs. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. I do know Zora Neale Hurston.